0: Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Welcome to Labor Day weekend. Glad you're here. Um, A song, just making sure we have keyboard on here. Yep. a song about work, about our labor, all our work and all our being. You most gracious Lord, every task which lies before us is creator's will outpour. Help us as we build your world to know we labor not in vain. Give us sure and deep conviction for the tasks that you They nurture those who hunger. Tend and heal the broken heart. Set our flagging spirits dancing. Spark our vision through their heart. Others teach and offer counsel. Bear life's burdens, ease its care. Strive for justice. Peace and freedom for all peoples everywhere. Let us labor in the knowledge that no task can be too small. Let the God who stretched the heavens no less escape the least of all. Give us strength, Lord, to accomplish what you set our hands to do, that by serving those around us, we return the gift to you.
1: Good morning you happy to be here amen amen thank you for that beautiful uh call to worship thank you and thank you to our musicians for always being being with us thank you for coming out this morning and thank you to all those who are streaming at this uh, 10 o'clock hour uh, across the island and across the country we welcome you as well you notice a couple things the table is set we'll be sharing Holy Communion uh, this morning. You'll be invited to come forward. And we have a visitor, a special visitor in the house uh, on the baptismal font, and it is? Martin Luther. We're going to hear from him later. So Martin Luther is here as well. Uh, Everything's going to be projected for you, so you can follow along and sing along with the projections. But it is good that we are here. If it's comfortable for you, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are gathering him? Here I am, Lord. Continue with the litany, a responsive reading that is projected for you. A better world starts right here. Let love Hold fast to what is good love one another. with mutual affection, Out to one another. in showing honor. In hope. Be patient in suffering. In Contribute. To the needs of others. Hospitality to others. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Those who Live in harmony with one another. Do not be high. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. It is possible, so far as it depends on you. A, fall, a better world. With us. Now our hymn of praise is a celebration of human achievement and labor all to the glory of God, earth and all stars." The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. Be with us, Lord Jesus. Give us voice to sing a new song a song of love, a song of freedom, a song of liberation and jubilation. Our world needs a new song, Lord. Inspire us to sing it and to live it as we worship you and as we leave this place of worship to labor in the world. We pray in the name that is above all other names, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, and Jan is going to read our gospel lesson for us. Jan?
2: The reading is from the ninth chapter of Matthew. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease, every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, "'The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few, Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The word of the Lord.
3: fill his good.
1: Thank you, Dinah. Appreciate it so much. Uh, very creative and I, we're trainable, you know. I think we were coming along. Uh, we were doing the best we could anyway. So, Thank you all for being here uh, this morning. And let's, where should we start this morning? I don't know. Let's start with Jesus. It's always a good place to start. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, by this everyone will know, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you, if you have love for one another. Labor Day weekend. On this day and every day, it is good to give thanks to all who labor in our society. It is good to pause and consider the labor of others. Labor that we rely on day to day, labor that makes the functioning of our society possible. If the ferry workers don't show up, we are isolated on this island. We are indebted, all of us, to the baker, the butcher, the candlestick maker, and the essential workers. The essential workers that kept our country going in the early days of this pandemic they kept us safe, and they kept food in our refrigerators when we were hunkered down in isolation. And when I hear reports of entitled rich people treating our labor force poorly, it troubles me deeply. When I hear that entitled rich people take out their masked anxiety on essential workers at the grocery store, it troubles me deeply. Martin Luther King Jr. said, all labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. All labor. Every single worker out there should be treated with respect and dignity. And then there's a man at the baptismal font, Martin Luther, the 16th century reformer, not the 20th century civil rights leader. Martin Luther said, the Christian shoemaker does his duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes, because God is interested in good craftsmanship. Yes, our standard of living is made possible by the labor of others. And many of those laborers are doing jobs that we could not do or that we would not choose to do. And so we ought to go out of our way every day to be polite and considerate and generous to those who serve us with their labor. And remember, folks, always remember, when it comes to skiing or dining out, the advice is always the same. Keep the tips up. (laughs) Labor Day, 2021. Labor. So how is it that God works in the world? Well, God performs miracles, right? Miracles. I believe that. I cannot prove it. I can't count on it, really. But I believe it. But miracles, by definition, are outside of the norm. They are rare. They are not standard operating procedure. Yes, God performs miracles. Jesus turned water into wine. But I've never been able to do that myself. And then there's the parting of the Red Sea, but God hasn't pulled that one out in more than 3,300 years. Miracles, you see, are by definition out of the norm, out of the ordinary, outside the box. So how does God work in the world? You know already, God works through us. It is not just a trite saying, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. If Jesus breaks into our world and cures the sick or walks on water, that's known as what? A miracle. But for the most part, that is not how God works. No, God needs you and God needs me in some strange heavenly equation. The master of the universe relies on frail flesh, fragile egos, and the shaky faith of humans to get work done in this world. Now listen again to Jesus in the gospel text that Jan read for us. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of harvest to send out laborers. Now, I don't have to tell you this, this, is going to be news to you, but there is currently a labor shortage in our country. And we are all experiencing the consequences of this labor shortage. The container ships sitting out in Holmes Harbor, day after day after day, waiting to be unloaded, all of that stuff from China that we can't live without. There's a labor shortage Restaurants cannot keep normal hours. Just try to get a reservation in Langley on the weekend. There is a labor shortage. The supply chain is crippled, and everywhere we see signs, everywhere, businesses are looking to hire laborers. I saw an ad that offered a $1,000 signing bonus for new workers at, wait for it, Dairy Queen. $1,000 signing bonus at Dairy Queen. The followers of Jesus are called to labor, are called to do something, to do something that is beneficial for the common good of society. Now I know some of you are going to say, wait pastor, I'm retired. But how do I break this to you? There is no retiring. There is no retiring from your baptismal calling. There is no retiring from being human. There is no retiring from being a part of society. You may die, but you may not retire from life. And we are called to service. Don't you see the value of one's work? is not determined by compensation. If the second baseman of the Mariners doesn't show up some night for work, who cares? But guess what? If your garbage man takes a few weeks off, you're in trouble, is that right? We speak of being called to labor. But let's be very clear. We are not necessarily talking about salaried positions. The early employees Of the Jesus movement were not paid and their benefits well they were mostly out of this world the labor that we are called to starts at home it's always that way in the Christian faith Christianity starts at home and if we are not displaying love patience kindness, generosity, compassion, and empathy with those that we live with, then we are not following Jesus. It starts at home, but it doesn't end there. It starts at home, and then it moves to workplaces and gathering places, to health clubs and golf clubs. We should display pandemic patience with every driver going up highway 525 and with every ferry worker and every grocery worker and every bank teller that we encounter you see we all have a part to play we are in this together and that is God's way the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few I wanna encourage you to get in the labor market and find your place of service so how is it that God works in the world God works through you and God works through me and God works through us together now if you're looking for God in the parting of the seas or if you sit idly by waiting for God to feed you and five thousand of your closest friends well you may wait forever or you may die of starvation We should say our prayers, yes, we should hope for miracles, say our prayers, but guess what? You still have to swing a hammer if you want your home to be built. God works every day through your hands and mine. God works through loving mothers who bandage skinned knees of their children. God works through medical professionals who drive disease out of our bodies. How does God work in the world? And might we ask, given the season that we are in at this time, how does God work in a pandemic? Well, there was this farmer. There was a farmer who lived in Iowa, and he was a very religious man. And each spring he said his prayers, but more than that, he prepared his fields for planting. He took care of every possible detail on that farm. And every summer he prayed for rain, and he prayed for sunshine, and he prayed for the summer heat that made the corn stretch towards the sky as high as an elephant's eye. And each fall he would gather in the harvest with hard labor, and then he would give thanks to God for the bounty of the earth. But one year, in the spring, the rains came, and they did not stop. And soon the river was running over its banks. The farmer said his prayers and watched as the water now covered his driveway, first a few inches and then a few feet. And it was then that a man in a high riding pickup came pulling through the water into his driveway and called to the farmer saying, Hop in, hop in, I'll take you to town. The roads are treacherous out there. But the farmer thanked the man and said, I'm good. Don't worry about me. God will provide for me. Well, the rains kept on coming, and the river continued to rise, and the farmer was forced to go upstairs in his farmhouse. He peered out the window of the farmhouse and he prayed to God. And just then, a neighbor in a motorboat pulled up to the farmer's house. I came to get you, he said, as he approached the upstairs window. The farmer thanked him and said, thanks, but I'm fine. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God will provide for me. Well, the waters, they they kept rising. And the next thing you know, the farmer was on the roof. He was surrounded by water. He was clinging to the brick chimney. And it was then that a rescue helicopter flew in, lowered a line down to him, and a man yelled out, Grab the line, come on board, and we will fly you to safety. The farmer thanked the rescue team and said, I'm fine, God will provide for me. The helicopter flew off. The waters kept rising, and the farmer was swept away and drowned he was dead he arrived at the pearly gates in heaven and he was not happy st. Peter greeted him and the farmer demanded to see God right now and when he met God he said all of my life I trusted you all of my life I prayed to you I put my faith in you and then when I really needed you you did not answer my prayers and I drowned Said, listen, son, I heard you. I sent a truck. I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter to save you. It's not my fault that you refused to be saved. Now, under the heading of There is Nothing New Under the Sun, I want to take you back to visit Martin Luther. Let's go back 500 years to Wittenberg, Germany, there to meet the 16th century reformer, not the 20th century civil rights leader. What was Martin Luther doing? He was a professor of theology at the University of Wittenberg. And what was happening in Wittenberg? The bubonic plague was sweeping through Wittenberg. The Black Death was raging through the city. By the 1500s now, the bubonic plague had ravaged Europe on and off for 200 years, killing 30 to 60 percent of Europe's population. In 1527 Luther was asked by Pastor John Hess about Christian responsibility in the face of the plague. Luther stressed in his letter that everything a Christian does should be motivated by one thing, love of neighbor. Luther himself had been ordered by the University to leave Wittenberg as the plague Outbreak occurred. You see, even 500 years ago, they understood that a quarantine would slow or stop the plague or protect those who quarantined. But he wouldn't do it. Instead of fleeing to safety, Luther and his wife, Catherine von Bora, stayed and opened a wing of their home as a clinic for those who were sick. And in 1527, in this letter, Luther addressed leaving, staying, and tempting God. I quote, Therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed, in order not to become contaminated, and thus perchance infect and pollute others, and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy, and does not tempt God. Later in the letter, Luther wrote, some sin too much. They tempt God, neglect all the things which they ought to do to protect themselves against pestilence or death. They scorn the use of medicine and do not avoid the places where there has been pestilence and the persons who have had it." He continues. They say, if God wishes to protect me from it, He will do so without medicine and any effort on my part. This is not trusting God, but tempting God, for God created medicine, and God gave us our own reason in order that we might so manage and care for our bodies as to be well and live. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. On this Labor Day weekend 2021, in the midst of pandemic, God is working. God is working through science. God guides the hands of medical professionals. God is working through us, and God is working with us. But nothing good happens. If good people sit on the sideline, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you, if you have love for one another, may we embrace our labor and give thanks every day for those who labor on our behalf. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I would invite you to stand. We're going to sing, They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love. We lift our hearts now to God in prayer. Jan's going to lead us in the prayers. Each petition will end, Lord in your mercy. Our response, hear our prayer.
2: Freed by God to live, labor, love, and serve, we pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. Sustaining God, Grant that all who cry to you for help and healing, for forgiveness and restoration, or for guidance and comfort may find your grace and those serving them in your stead, sufficient in their need. Especially we lift before you, Vivian Shuri, Michael Benway, Barbara Self, Tom Knack, and Agnes Morgan. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Holy God, we pray for the earth. Keep watch over those who guard endangered species, repair scorched landscapes, and are on the front lines protecting us from the ravages of climate change. Make us all good stewards of creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign God, We pray for the nations of the world, for governments, leaders, and citizens. Watch over refugees and immigrants. Inspire us to welcome them with glad hearts when they arrive on our shores and in our neighborhoods. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, you accompany all who are in need, remembering especially the people of Afghanistan. Shelter all who are fleeing violence or persecution. Protect any who are in danger and sustain them through uncertain and unstable times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Welcoming God, at tables around the world, through story and meal, strangers become guests and guests become friends. We thank you for the gift of this meal to come empower this congregation to always extend the wide-armed welcome you extend to us lord in your mercy hear our prayer O god through human labors you continually perfect the immense work of your creation listen to the prayers of your people and grant to everyone employment that enhances our dignity Calls us to our best and unites us with each other so that we can serve our brothers and sisters and your world through our work. Give us all pride in our work and a just return for our labor. Lord, in your mercy. Into your wide embrace, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your boundless mercy through Jesus Christ. redeemer
1: peace of the Lord be with you share a pandemic greeting with each other Thank you. Uh, thank you all for sharing that greeting and peace. <clears throat> thank you for sharing that greeting piece. peace. After the service, uh, we'd invite you to come on over into the gym or out in the courtyard on the other side of the windows there for coffee hour. Get your coffee, get your cookies. You can be inside or outside as we uh, share this important part of our life together. Uh, The altar flowers were given uh, today by Ron and Pat Rice. Uh, They were married 60 years ago this weekend. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) and there they are. And they were at the early service and they didn't look any different. Just exactly, (laughs) exactly the same, but we celebrate with them this morning. Also, homecoming this week, Amber Benway. Amber, welcome back. Amber's been gone for two years, living in Idaho and she is back home, and we're welcoming you home. Love you, Angela. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of welcome, we have a new members class. uh, Gonna be starting uh, with a new members breakfast and kind of meet and greet with, uh, I'll be there, uh, on uh, Saturday the 18th. So uh, there's a sign up on the table to the left as you go out. Robin will be out there. Uh, Information for people who are interested in membership. Uh, you can sign up for that class if you'd like. Now next week's Rally Day, and that will affect you because services are changing from 8 and 10 to 8 and 10.30. So uh, if you show up at 10, you'll be fine. But uh, 8 and 10.30 next week, and then Adult Ed and Sunday School will be 9:10 to 10:10. Fit right in between there. We have a great adult education offering coming for the year, so you can take note of that and we'd encourage you to take part Uh, As you are able uh, in that adult education. Now, last week, if you were here last week, we gave $10,000 to Wildfire Relief, Disaster Relief, ELCA Wildfire, and we wrote another check this week, and there it is up on the board. We wrote a check this week uh, for $10,000 to ELCA World Hunger Appeal, and just So you have some sense of what that means. That means that there will be people in the world alive that wouldn't have been alive had you not cared. Uh, We don't pass the plates these days, there's a box out in the narthex, but because of your generosity, we are able to do this, make a difference across the world, and, uh, and just thank you so much for that. Since the pandemic started 17, 18 months ago, you, we, together, have given away $1,000 every single day of the pandemic. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you. And now we are going to move towards the celebration of Holy Communion, this Feast of Victory of Our God. Just a few words about Holy Communion. The ushers will help you to come down the center aisle where you will approach the baptismal font, remembering your own baptism, there by Martin Luther today. You'll receive the host there, the the wafer, the body of Christ. Go ahead and consume that and then move to the next station where you'll receive the blood of Christ. All of these individual glasses for your safety uh, contain grape juice too, so you don't need to worry about that at all. You'll receive that, go ahead and consume that, drop the glass in the basket at each end on the way back to uh, to your seat. Uh, we do have gluten- free if you prefer gluten- free. And if you're not comfortable receiving the host, you should self-select. So if you just want to receive the the, the the blood of Christ, the little glass, all you got to do is cross your arms, you come up, you receive the blood of Christ, you've received fully as Jesus is here with us. Most importantly, as always, who's welcome here? Everyone's welcome here, all are welcome, doesn't matter where your journey has taken you, doesn't matter if you've never been with the Lutherans before, because Jesus is the one and only host, and he invites you to come, and I invite you to stand. We gather now around a rather simple table, a table that welcomed your parents and grandparents A table that will welcome Christians of a variety of denominations and many different colors across the globe this day. And as we gather then, we remember a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. It was the night in which he was betrayed, and our Lord Jesus was gathered for a Passover meal with his disciples. And in that meal, he took the bread He lifted it to heaven, he gave thanks, and then he broke it. And he gave it to each and every one of those disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me." As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us gifts of God for you, the people of God, all are welcome. Please come. You may be seated.
0: this road we travel down, it it isn't wealth or fame somehow, a power that we may hold now, that makes this life worthwhile. It's not revenge or many loves, and glory never is enough, for in the end all after all of those miles. Our journey is to find ourselves, to share and care and love as well, be witness for somebody else, and in the end to know the depth of our determination The extent of our dedication, the place we seek our inspiration, our true and honest goals, the reason we find to believe, the way we set our demons free, the place where we will not retreat, though we must stand alone. What we are counted on to do, the limits of our courage to, what we have found to be the truth, on the road that leads us forward. It on to do, the limits of our courage to what we have found to be the truth on the road that leads us home. One body we are one body in Christ one faith in the Lord Jesus Christ binding us together Harmony. Though we are many, we are one body, we are one body in Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, we are one body. we are one body we are one body in christ though we are many we are one body we are one body in christ Though we are many we are one body we are one body
1: would invite you to stand. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in God's grace. Amen. Fed, forgiven, empowered. Go out from this place of worship. Go out those doors and find your place of service and ministry. Go out to change the world for the better. And as you go, you do not go alone. May God bless you and keep you May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. may God look upon you with favor and give you peace, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And our sending him, take my life and let me let it be.
0: Take my life. consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Take Thy feet and let them be swift and beautiful for Thee. Take my life that I may be consecrated, Lord, to moments and my days let them flow in ceaseless praise take my silver and my gold not a my Come on.